I say we start today's show with the national anthem. Let's get it bobbing. Oh, say, can you see by the blood in the streets that this place doesn't smile on you colored child whose blood built this land Good morning, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Wake and Bake with B Mo. Yeah, I thought it'd be very appropriate to start this morning's show with the new national anthem presented to us by Jill Scott on behalf of Essence S. We appreciate you, Jill Scott. That joint is um, very Nina Simone esque. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sing uh, a cappella very hauntingly. She sang it in a minor scale rather than, I think it was already a minor scale, but she sang it even more minor. Seemed like it was more blues and jazz rather than it was um, what other fuck? Francis Scott Key. Is that who wrote that? Or Francis Bacon? Who wrote this? Uh, uh, <laughs> it's Francis Scott Key. <laughs> was there a Francis Bacon? Yeah, Sir, Francis, Francis, Bacon? Sir Francis Bacon. Yeah. What the fuck does Sir Francis You know what? This is not <laughs> This is not the American History Podcast. This is Wake and Bake with BMO's opportunity to tap in and get, you know, get aligned to some of the new blueprints of expressing black culture. Uh, as always, we're here with the, let's see here, the megahertz to my electronic booth. You know what I mean? The decimals to my speakers, the 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 satin wrap to my nightly sleep. The lady of the house. Make sure we say good morning to the lady of the house. Good morning, lady of the house. Uh, good morning, sweet eye. Good morning, uh, waking big bemo nights. Ain't nobody here. And the people. It's just, <laughs> it's just us. It's just you and I. Hello, hello. 
<laughs> Is anybody there? Oh, oh we like, do have somebody. <laughs> hey, Natalie. Good morning. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm. You know what? I'm actually not going to go live on Instagram right here because looking at this number makes me very depressed, and I don't want to do that. It is weird, though. What? Looking at the number? Or? Yeah, it's only one person here. Yeah. It's just me. And you right here. <laughs> right. Oh, well. Um, yeah, maybe I'll go try live on Wake and Bake with Be More Live. Although I think Instagram is upset with me for something, but you know. Oh, well. Such is the case. No matter. Uh, we have a great show for you this morning. We have some pretty good topics, I think so. I think we have... Um, few things we want to talk about this morning this morning we want to talk about of course it's thursday so you know it's time for the paul robeson negro of the week award uh and as with last week i'm actually confused about which of these two topics should be the paul robeson negro of the week uh one topic i want to talk about uh what i thought was everybody's favorite thing to talk about was um ass and titties but um, it turns turns out there's not a universal love for ass and titties. So we're going to talk about that as it pertains to respectability politics. We're going to have that conversation this morning. And then I also want to talk about this digital space renaissance that's happening right now. Twitter was tripping last week. Spill came up out of nowhere. I joined Spill and I'm already seeing tweets. It's been, what, four days? Yeah. I'm already seeing tweets that Spill is dead. Um, Damn. You know, whether that be... Um, tweets on Twitter or... Tweets on Twitter about the death of Spill. Wow. Um, so we'll see what exactly that is uh, as I try to go live on Instagram real quick, y'all. Please forgive me. I hate doing these things live because we are also talking to our podcasters right now. But those are the things we want to talk about this morning. As always, I want to give a shout out to the Washington Informer Bridge uh, com or at WIBridgeDC on all social media platforms if you're interested in staying um, staying abreast or staying briefed on all the black things that are happening in the city, all the things that are affected by blackness in the DMV. Appreciate the Washington Informer Bridge for that. It's always good to be a part of this legacy, um, legacy media situation because as I've said before and I've said a thousand times as I'm promoting the, uh, 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 the substack right now, we really want to make sure that the things that we talk about on this show on this show are actually executed in real life so we can craft some new cultural statements, some new things that we want to do within the culture, some new expressions within the culture. Um, so it's very important that we, you know, stay abreast of the black news, but we also go to the new Blueprints podcast and the Blue, new Blueprints podcast, the new Blueprints newsletter. Make sure you go to bmobrown.substack.com to read the written machinations of this exiled revolutionary. It's It's the... I would say the more research, the more structured thoughts that happen on Wake and Bake with BMO, I write them sober-esque, I would say. Um, so, you know, definitely check those out. And then lastly, I got another plug for everybody. On the 12th, which is six days from now, next Wednesday will be the first film club meeting for In Real Life. In Real Life is a collaboration between mm, A Dirty Magazine and uh, Chris Shields, which is a burgeoning 
Oscar Academy uh, accredited critic who's trying to get some more criticism out in the public. And at the same time, the Dirty Magazine is trying to activate our community a little bit more. I think I have Good. a slide there. Okay. Yep. Uh, you can slide through the, the slides. So definitely check out the In Real Life Film Club. It's going to be fun. We're going to be centering movies that are based on uh, intimacy, sex, and love. We're not watching porn. That's not that's not what that means. It just means, uh, as Kayla asked, it's like, well, Kayla said, and during our pop-up, she was like, how did you learn how to be romantic? And the truth is, is that we watched it first, right? I watched it on the Huxtable show. I thought that was the way that you could be romantic, the same way that Cliff was romantic to Claire. Those are the ways that I participate in romance and, and such. Uh, but you can always, you know, you can watch other movies like Love Jones or Love and Basketball or, or Baby Boy, and you can see how love and intimacy are expressed in different ways. So if that is the case, I think that we should have that discussion. A part of the Dirty Magazine, a part of In Real Life, a part of the Film Club. Come check us out next Wednesday. We'll be at the dojo. Uh, it'll be a great time. All right. All that being said, I feel like I didn't said a lot of ads this morning. I still ain't get up, up on um on Instagram Live. Hold on. We do got some more people in the house on YouTube. Who we got in the house? We got Kendall. He said, good morning, BMO and Lady of the House. From the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> good morning. I meant to tell y'all this season has been great. Oh, we appreciate that. Season has been great. I appreciate that, yeah. man. I think so. I believe so, too. You know, can I be honest, though? It's a I ain't really put out no clips, though. It's all right. Okay, thanks, Peter. I appreciate your grace. <laughs> Let's try to go live on Instagram uh, now. Maybe we get more than one person. Here we go. Shire Smith said, morning, lady of the house in BMO. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. Um, Natalie said we up to three. Hey, mm, <laughs> we can pray now, right? <laughs> you only need two. <laughs> you only need two to pray. Um, um, Drew said, "Good morning, be more lady of the house." And good morning. Then Drew said, "Not baby boy for examples of romance." <laughs> oh yeah, baby boy is an example an example of how we experience intimacy. You mean to tell? I really thought. <laughs> That in order to fuck your woman good, she had to fight you first. I no. thought that for a long time. What? Thought it for a long time. Now, I'm not saying <laughs> that us looking at these films and uh, and using these films as an example of intimacy is the best way to go, <laughs> but it's definitely what we did. That's all I'm saying. It's a way. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a, a, a ethical judgment I'm having over here. I'm just saying... We learned some things from these situations. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right, sweetie, I got, um, um, we got, we got two topics and one of these is the Paul Robes and Negro of the Week. Do you think we should figure it out now or present both topics and then I'll let you to figure out who the Paul Robes and Negro of the Week is? what do you think? What do you think would be more exciting? Say, so what was the first option? Again? The first one is I, I thought I had a Paul Robes and Negro of the Week, but then when I was doing more looking to it, I was thinking maybe it more, it, be, it may be more dangerous than it is revolutionary and then the other Paul Robes and Negro of the Week uh, these two topics well basically I'm saying I could pick the Paul Robes and Negro of the Week or I could present both topics and you could pick the Paul Robes and Negro of the Week I have my vote okay would you vote uh, I, I can pick okay cool I I, I agree <laughs> okay. I agree let's get you picking the Paul Robes and Negro of the Week I'm gonna start rolling the blood now because I'm already stressed <laughs> um, you know what we should talk about first? What's on there first? Ass and titties? Yes. We should talk about ass and titties. Sweetheart, we discussed, I think it was the first week of the show when we were talking about Ebony K. Williams. Mm -hmm. We talked about how I had turned a new leaf on discussing relationships uh, because this 
public discussion of relationship and relationship politics to me is an attempt by the black community to try to repair the broken relationship between black men and black women, black men and black men, black women and black women, trans people and trans people, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. How do we repair the intimate relationships that are happening within the black uh, community? This is not a governance conversation. This is not has nothing to do with the United States. This is who are we to each other? Yeah. And I, I figured that by dismissing these conversations, we were actually dismissing the conversation about who we are to each other. And I know the intellectuals and the academics and all the woke people and all the motherfuckers who know every damn thing are tired of looking at and tired of watching and tired of hearing about relationship politics. I get it. But this is where the people are, okay? <laughs> mm. This is where the people are. The people are talking about relationships. Therefore, I feel like it is important and it's an important conversation that we need to have. And something has happened over the last couple of weeks. I actually say since Janelle Monet pulled out her raw titties, it is something has happened um, <laughs> that has further exasperated the division that's happening between black men and black women specifically. And mm. now there seems to be a war on ass and titties. Now, sweetheart, call me old, but when I was coming up, I thought it was a universal truth that everybody loved ass and titties. Am I wrong? Uh, no. I thought, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought when we seen the bottom of Beyonce's booty cheeks in um, Crazy in Love, which is almost a 20-year-old song, Right? I, Almost yeah. a 20 year old song. When we saw the bottom of Beyonce's booty cheeks. It is 20 years old. Huh? I think it is 20 years old. It is 03? 20 years old. 03? Yeah. Like when we saw the bottom of Beyonce's booty cheeks, I thought, and I shit you not, I thought the whole world, men, women, trans, non binary, everybody caught a stiffy. I thought everybody <laughs> was like, woo, okay. <laughs> okay. I wasn't, well, I didn't know. I didn't know, but now I know. When the thong song came out, I just knew. Everybody was watching the thong song video and was like, whoo, it's hot in here. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's hot in here. When uh, uh, Salt and Pepper, if we want to take it back a little further, when Salt and Pepper did the shoot video and they was moving their hips like they do in the 90s, you know, <laughs> I thought everybody was like, oh, Lord, I'm aroused. I didn't know, sweetheart, there was a, a subsection of the culture that has grown to a very vocal minority who do not appreciate ass and titties. It is, it is, it is dawned on me. Play, put the first clip up. Put the first, put the first one up. I hope you don't get mad at me this morning. It is dawned on me when Tracy Ellis Ross. You get out and move the yeah, you move it up one. Oops. When Tracy Ellis Ross took this picture. I thought it was I thought it was semi-innocent. After we done seen Janelle Monet's raw titty, after we done seen the bottom of Beyonce, we done seen almost all of Beyonce's ass. After we done seen Kim Kardashian butt ass naked on the front of a, a a magazine, I thought this picture was mild. <laughs> I'm reading tweets about this picture. Uh, apparently, Tracy Ellis Ross holding her own titties and taking a picture is the first step of the apocalypse within the black community. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that Tracy Ellis Ross's raw titties was the first horseman of the, rev of, the, uh, 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 of the revelation. What happened at the end of the Bible? What happened? The rapture. I didn't know that that was the first horseman of the rapture. I didn't know. 
I didn't know because my 13 year old ass from 20 years ago is still thinking, damn, everybody just stiffed up. Who would be unappreciative of the situation? Hit the next picture, hit the next joint because it goes on, it goes on. Speaking of areolas, Janelle Monet pulled out her raw titties. And you know what this vocal minority said? This vocal minority is, is pushing this way up to it seems like 40% of the culture, or at least what it says on Twitter and on, on Instagram. You know what these niggas said? That's it. <laughs> these niggas really said the only reason she pulling out that titty is so she could sell more records. One, duh. <laughs> Two, that's not the only reason. Come on, man. Come on, man. And what's funny to me about the Janelle, Janelle Monet situation, as she's pulling out her titty, as she is showing her areola in these separate spaces, she is also going on radio shows, going on podcasts, doing interviews with different print journalists, basically saying, it's funny. It's funny how a man could walk around full chest out seducing, seductive, thighs out, hoochie daddy shorts, do all of these things that are alluring and seductive, but the moment I pull my titty out, the same titty everybody wanted to see, now it's a problem. You know what that is, sweetheart. That's it. Misogyny. What's the third one? Oh, okay, okay. And, 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 okay, so, while Tracy Ellis Ross is holding her raw titty, while Janelle Monet is whipping hers out, um, while Meg Thee Stallion is continuously twerking on stage, bringing up people from the crowd, encouraging the community response to shaking that ass, uh, N.E.R.E. has something to say, sweetheart. <laughs> Please read N.E.R.E.'s com uh, comments. The issue is, what is context? Humanity does everything, but does everything belong in a stage? No, is everything for kids no is everything for everybody no so when we as a culture make something like this mainstream it shows a lack of discretion and and discernment to those in the comments who laugh at anyone who wants these things for our culture you certainly have that right just as many folks have the right to want our mainstream international export our music to show us in a respectful light i'd like to go on the record saying this won't age well and that's my issue i love janelle and meg the way i love us all and i don't like this moment don't bother debating me, lol. I don't care, and I do this for 25 years. I've done this, so read, ponder, or don't. Peace sign, wave. <laughs> Thanks for <a> that. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So, NDRE said it's not respectful <laughs> for us to be shaking ass and showing titties on stage. You know what? Go ahead. You know what? Go ahead. What about Josephine Baker? Uh-huh. Was she disrespectful? <laughs> she was out here in little banana, like, bathing suit with the, the little skirt. Uh-huh. Ass out. Bot ass out. Bottom of the ass showing. Right. Was she disrespectful? Right. Well, I'm asking you. Oh, no. But she did get a lot of flack back in, she know, did. in those she times. She did. Let so. me ask you something, sweetheart. I'm, I'm basically, I'm saying that to say this is not new, but go ahead. No, it's not new. Yeah. But should I respect you less if your ass is out? No. I mean, wait. Wait, no. hold on. Yeah, yeah. should... Should, hold on. Did I, did I say the question right? Should I respect you? No, you shouldn't respect me. No, yeah, no, I should respect yeah. you the same. Right. Whether your ass is out or under. Away. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an invitation to your body just because your body is visible. 
Hmm. Hmm. Now you and I, I think and let me, I'm making an assumption. I believe you were raised to be an NDRE girl, right? <laughs> yeah, but I, I was also raised on Beyonce. So <laughs> true. I remember, uh, Candace told me one time she was like, she re-listened to the re-education or the miseducation of Lauryn Hill, mm -hmm. and she called it the respectability politics Bible. Interesting. That's what I said, interesting. And I got offended at first, but then I listened to it again, and I was like, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I wouldn't, here's the thing, sweetheart. Here's what I wanted to talk about this morning when we talk about ass and titties. Uh, and I said this before when Janelle pulled out that titty for the first time. I said, isn't it funny how the individuals who want us to be liberated, the individuals who are trying to guide us to this uh, liberated space have so many rules for what it means to be free? Right. Like, why why can't Meg Thee Stallion twerk on stage and that be a representation of blackness, of hip-hop, of black women? Why can't that happen? And how is that a disrespectful notion? Why can't? Janelle Monet pull out her titty and that be a representation of a liberated body and not a representation of somebody trying to make more money in the capitalistic system. When I hear Janelle Monet talk about why she's doing the things with her body, it seems to be more of a conversation she's having with her own body and not a conversation she's having with her record label. What? Right. What type of what type of self hatred shit is that that we listen to a woman describe or excuse me, we listen to a person, because Jenna Monet, Monet is, is not binary, we listen to a person describe how they want to express and liberate their body, but instead of listening to their answers, we come up with our own that are based on our own marginalized views of this capitalistic system. What is that? Right. Misogyny. <laughs> it's taking its toll on me. <laughs> So, um, and I wanted to use the NDRE example this morning because I thought it would be uh, an interesting example or interesting question of sweetheart as we get into the second half of the ass and titties conversation. Sweetheart, where does ethics and morals come into play in respectability politics? Hmm. Where is the line between I don't appreciate this and you shouldn't be respected for it? Right. Uh, and it's very interesting that as I'm having this internal conversation about where is the line between my personal opinion and the value of respect within another person, we get a great, I, wait, I wake up to a great example this morning. I wake up to a, see, black folks don't let you down. <laughs> black folks don't let you down. And you would, if you saw this conversation and you thought, oh my God, oh my God, we're talking about relationships again. I, I need you to readjust your mindset. I need you to change some shit up because I really believe that black folks are trying to publicly fix the relationships that are happening between black men and black women and the moment that you smart ass niggas, the moment that you woke ass niggas, they're like, oh, we gotta talk about it again. You're doing something wrong. You're dismissing the conversation and it's a great conversation. Sweetheart, play the Kiki joint. Oh man, I just fucked it all up this morning. Here we go.
So, Kiki Palmer, last, I guess last night, I have no idea. Kiki Palmer recently went to the Usher concert, right? Had that outfit on with her ass out. Mm-hmm. Ass out, titties up. Um, which, you know, if, if you're in a relationship or if you've been in relationships, you know when your girls go out. When your girl go out with her girls, I mean, you know what I'm saying? She gonna wear some things, you know what I mean? <laughs> she, gonna have, she gonna have some things. Um... Especially if you're dealing with a baddie, you know what I'm saying? There's some things that you have to be able to deal with, right? I have. Do you have a problem with Kiki Palmer's outfit? No, I thought it was relatively tame. <laughs> hmm, relatively. No, I don't know about tame. Now. Okay, well, it's not. I've seen way worse. Like, I, I didn't see a problem with it. On a scale of Beyonce's bottom of Beyonce's butt out at Crazy in Love and Lizzo half naked at the Rockets game where she at oh I didn't see Lizzo but uh, I mean <laughs> I don't <laughs> like it's a it's a body suit. like yeah it's a thong but like I don't know <laughs> okay cause I've seen I've seen I've seen regular people in like you know mesh outfits similar to that it's true right true. so true. I don't know maybe I'm just desensitized but it, I don't really see a problem with it Okay, for sure. For well, sure. okay, go ahead. You don't see a problem with it. I don't necessarily see a problem with it. If I, if you was leaving the house and like I'm going to the Usher concert and your whole ass is out under your mesh suit with your, with your titties up, I'd be like, have a good time. <laughs> I hope you have fun. Um, but that's me though. And that's you though. And so if the question is, what is the line between personal opinion and well, ethics and morals of a personal person and respectability politics. Does does everybody have to share our same perspective mm-hmm. on what's ethically sound, morally appropriate, respectable, or whatever for the partner to leave the house? What do you think, sweetheart? I'd say the first part again. Does everybody have to agree? with our perspective that like wear what you want to wear and show body do what you got to do um as it pertains to an ethical and moral standpoint or is there gray areas in the expectation of your partner's uh, your partner's behavior i.e do you or i got the right to tell each other how to dress and if we do based on what opinion Yeah, I feel like there's gray area, but at the same time, I don't feel like either of us could police each other's bodies. Um, like, <laughs> if either of us were trying to go out butt ass naked, then it's like, okay, yeah, what are you doing? But I don't, I don't know. Well, you know who does know? Mm-hmm. Kiki, Kiki, uh, Kiki Palmer's baby daddy. He yeah. had something to say, <laughs> and uh, all of Twitter. Unfortunately, all of Spill, <laughs> all of Threads on his first day is filled with my man. Read that statement for me, sweetheart. Well, not statement. Read his tweet. Statement. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, how do I? You got to double click on BB, OBD response on the um, oh. in the sources. There you go. Okay. We live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to wife to showcase booty cheeks to please others and he gets told how much of a hater he is. This is my family and my representation. I have standards and morals to what I believe. I rest my case. <laughs> I'm conflicted. 
Okay. Well, Read the statement again. I'm sorry. Statement. Read the tweet again. We live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others, and he gets told how much of a hater he is. This is my family and my representation. I have standards and morals to what I believe. Sweetheart, I got something controversial to say. What's up? <laughs> I got something controversial to say, sweetheart. Uh, this is why I'm asking the question what's the line between your personal morals and ethics as it pertains to boundaries I suppose expectations of your partner um, because I believe Darius the baby daddy um, I believe Darius the baby daddy has a point okay um Now, there are a lot of things that are wrapped up in this point, whether he was jealous about the Usher situation, his role in the family, his position in the family, et cetera. We'll get to that in a moment. But as a family member, um, I don't see anything wrong with one family member expressing to the other family member, I don't like how you're representing me at this moment. Okay. Um... And the reason why I feel that way, and this could be some whataboutisms, this could be a deflection of the point. Um, the, um, I've seen this happen to men throughout time. How you're behaving as a man out here in public has a direct reflection on your family. Thus, if wife, if partner wants to make a comment on your behavior, it seems like it would be fair game. Am I wrong? Am I off? Is this old blueprints? Because when I look on Twitter, and I know it's a terrible place to source the opinions of other people, but when I look on Twitter, I'm almost like sad for the young man. He's being called a bitch. He's being called weak. He's being called unemployed. He's being called a stay-at-home dad as if it's an insult. He's being called all of these uh, uh, pejorative names that are in the negative because of his opinion about the way his wife. Are they married? No. Well, I mean, if they are, they didn't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, he is expressing his opinion about the behavior of his wife the mother of his child. Um, and when I look at a similar situation in reverse, and I don't even know if you're supposed to be doing about this, it feels like what about us, but I'm gonna do it anyway. When I look at the situation in reverse, when Chance the Rapper was at Carnival and he was getting twerked on, there was comments about his expectations and his behavior as a husband and as a representation of his family. Now, we just went through a section where we talked about how men are hiding behind misogyny to attack women's bodies and how they're expressing them freely. I feel like that is one point. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there is a separate point that is also like, yeah, I mean, you are representing me. And that sounds so old. So that's why I want to say, is that, an old, is that an old blueprint? 
you are representing me, therefore I have expectations of your behavior. Is that wrong? I don't know if we do right or wrong on that show on this show. But is that is that outdated? I feel like there's a fine line. Because <clears throat> you can easily go from I have expectations of your behavior to I want to control your body. Exactly. Right. So so I then I guess then I guess we don't where's the line where's the line? The only issue I have with the whole situation is that he did it on the internet. Like if it was truly a problem for him, he could have Okay, that's told, fair. Right, told her before she left the house or told her when she came home, whatever. That's fair. You that's know? Fair. And the, in the yeah. in the reality of the relationship, because we're doing we're doing a thing right now where we're like making uh, an example of the relationship from the outside in, right. like just using this tweet as an example, but are very much so in real life. Bruh, if you don't talk to me before I leave the house. Right, what the fuck? You like what? You gonna call me out on the internet? <laughs> like, like if you don't see me, not see me when I get home. I now look. If he didn't say it before he left the house, I see why he was tweeting it. <laughs> or if he didn't see her before she left the house, I see why he was tweeting it. But if you got dressed in front of me, if you walked out my front door, right. <laughs> if you kissed me and our baby on the way out, and I watched Joe raw ass walk to the elevator, they didn't got no elevator. They don't live no apartment, sweetheart. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I watched your raw ass walk out the door, and I said nothing. Yeah. Now, that, now that's some bitch shit. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. That's some bitch shit. But if you're, I'm assuming he did say something. She was like, "Fuck you, nigga." Went anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> and now you got an attitude on the internet. That's the only way I could justify you being on the internet. Like, mm, I got an attitude. Or, or. Quite honestly, as I tweeted this morning, or my man's was just straight up jealous. Yeah. Or just straight up jealous. Which, which, uh, I had an attitude with the internet this morning because I was like, I know in my heart and in my brain, actually, I have watched you niggas be jealous of your partner while on social media. Right. But today, this young man is a bitch. This young man is weak. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now, on the radical uh, black internet, we'd have all been like, yeah, bro, I remember that one time my girl went to the club with that leopard dress. I was heated. Mm. Boy, I was mad. And I said something beforehand. She said, I'm going anyway, and I just had to deal with it. That's what that young man needs. That young man needs some guidance, man. <laughs> my man is lost. <laughs> I, don't know what to, I don't know what to do. My baby mama bad, mad. I mean, she bad and she mad, and now she had to usher, usher concert with her ass out. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. I think I'd have lost her to Usher. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but that's not the internet, though. The internet don't have empathy. No. But, the, but I want to go back to my question, because that was my, me empathizing with the young man. The question is, if you, if I have morals and ethics that are different from yours, and you present yourself outside of those morals and ethics that are represent represent or representative of our relationship. What am I? What are we supposed to do? That's the to me. That's the conversation I want to have about if we're going to have these relationship con we're going to have these relationship conversations that are an attempt to fix and repair black relationships in the black family. Tell me what I'm supposed to do here. If I disagree with how you are expressing yourself, but I don't want to control you, what do I do? Well, we got one answer. We know what you don't do. You don't go to Twitter. No. <laughs> we got one answer. Don't go to Twitter. That's all though, sweetheart. That's the thing that's been on my mind. There is, there, to recap, there is an influx of ass and titties from my celebrities. 
But I feel like this influx of ass and titties from my celebrities is an attempt for them to seek independence within their own bodies. And I'm okay with that. Tracy Ellis Ross want to show on titties. On an ideological level, I'm okay with that. On a physical level, I'm more than okay with that. Sorry, sweetheart. If Janelle Monae want to show their titties, on an, ideo on an ideological level, I'm okay with that. Free your body, make the point that maybe male areolas and female areolas should be the same. Do we agree? Do we disagree? I don't know. But pulling your titty out definitely starts the conversation. I'm also physically okay with Janelle Monet pulling her titty out. Now, if you went outside and started pulling your titty out, how do you think I would feel? I don't know. I don't know either. Let's go find out. Open the door. What? Huh? <laughs> No? We got any comments, sweetheart? Oh, what do you think? What are your thoughts before we get to the comments? What are your thoughts here? I mean, yeah, I told you my my really my only issue with the the whole situation, but um I'm just trying to tie all the all of the all examples points. together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me put it this way. Let me put it so we right now we're talking about the baby daddy, which there's a whole bunch of situations that we can critique about the baby daddy. What about NDRE though? NDRE says that these things, ass and titties, should not be mainstream in black culture because it presents a non-respectable image of black people to the world. How do we push back against NDRE? Because is she wrong? A little bit. Is she right? A little bit. But it's really because there's a disagreement between how we think we should move our bodies and how NDRE thinks we should move our bodies. Yeah. But NDRE also represents a large portion of black folks who agree with that. Right. So then how do we, if we know that whiteness creates dichotomy so that, and binary so that we can disagree with each other, how do we create a spectrum on this thing? I know what it is, sweetheart. I know what it is. What's up? I know what it is. You know what? It's real simple. It's real simple. Respect women's bodies. Right. Let people do what they want with their body. Respect women's bodies. Like, twerking is not inherently negative or disrespectful. Mm -hmm. The connotation we put on twerking is the moment we say that all Meg Thee Stallion can do is twerking, as if twerking is an easy skill that can be replicated, or a piece of culture that if we saw on somebody else, we would get an attitude about. But the moment that it's something that Meg does, it seems like it's a disrespectful thing because Meg is using her body to express herself. If we had at the very core of this situation, there is no negative connotation to twerking. There is no negative connotation to a, a woman expressing or showcasing the body. There is no negative pejority around the nudity of the body. If we start there, then I think Kiki Palmer having her ass out at the Usher concert is not like, oh, she's trying to seduce Usher. She just got her ass out at the Usher concert. You know what the real issue is? Oh, tell, oh, I, ooh, 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 I love the real issue. Talk to me, sweetheart. It's that we shouldn't be sexualizing, you know, people's bodies because I'm I'm thinking about I'm really thinking about the whole continent of Africa. <laughs> sweetheart. What's up? Did you just say that the the old blueprint is the sexualized body? Yeah, I think so. Are you, hold on, hold on. Are you saying when we all got stiffed up 20 years ago, seeing Beyonce's bottomed ass, that's old? Yeah, because everybody got an ass, like, you know? 
Like, yeah, it may look good, but it's still just a body. You know what I mean? You just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you, just blew, you just blew my mind, Loki. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Okay, we got any comments? Sorry, I just, I just, I just flew off. Uh, you can bring it back to the main screen too, sweetheart. Okay. We got any comments from the people? Um. Chris Allen said, raw titties is wild. Raw titties is wild. Mm -mm. The statement or just the raw titties? The statement, raw titties. Man. <laughs> um, then he also said, NDRE been mad crotchety for a few years now. LOL. Yeah. From brown skin to sit your black asses down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought she loved my brown skin. Right. Um, I guess when it's me and her, but not out in the world. Right, right. I mean, but I don't know. This, she's entitled to her opinion, though. Is it also a generational thing? No, Tracy and her the same age. Oh, true, true. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, NIYC1 said, the difference between personal choice and respectability politics is application. If my morals predicate that I cover up, then that's my personal choice. Respectability comes in when I expect it of others. Mm. That's real. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then she said, hi, lady of the house and BMO. Hey. hey, good morning. How you doing? Um... Izzy said, yes, hey. good morning. <laughs> you shouldn't have done it on the internet. Text shawty, call her shit, even wait till she get home. Exactly. But the internet, though, right. No, the internet was, we agree. That's right. Internet is a mistake. But at the same time, it was a mistake. At the same time, I seen y'all niggas do it too, though. <laughs> okay? But it was a mistake. Problem. That's the problem. <laughs> it was a mistake. It was a mistake. But I seen y'all niggas. I seen y'all niggas. <laughs> I think, I'm thinking everybody I'm seeing on here, maybe maybe less than two I seen y'all uh, discuss your relationships on the internet <laughs> me too shit um Micah's, Micah's here hey Michael. Hey, good Micah. morning very interested in your opinion and then Izzy said also Reverend Robinson oh. <laughs> <laughs> very interested Izzy said can't just shit let me stop <laughs> go ahead also this nigga has posted her booty and shit on the internet before Yes, that's tough. That's tough evidence to get past, man. You you was holding the camera while she was over there earthquaking, but that's okay. All right. On YouTube, we got... Hold up. Let me pull it up. Again, if you are on Instagram right now, you're only seeing part of the story, and you're seeing my... Uh, my balcony right here uh definitely head over to youtube if you want to get the full situation going on i'm i'm just waiting for instagram to cut me off as soon as i start smoking this blunt watch okay um drew said relationships are critical we start by being honest about who we are and what we've been through then see if we can be genuine friends with one another sexuality is triggering for a lot of people there's a lot of trauma out there that is now being vocalized and people that aren't sex positive are very sensitive to the topic mm -hmm. yeah that's real mm-hmm Natalie said facts, Drew. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're supposed to do with our people who are still uh, making their way to sexual liberation. Mm -hmm. We respect the female body. We respect the woman's body. That's what it is. And, and, and part of that respect is exactly what you said, sweetheart. Like, the, the woman, a woman's body is not sexual. Right. It's, it's it a is body. a body. Right. Everybody got a body. <laughs> um, Shai Smith said at its best. Mm hmm Drew said, people... At your best, you are love. She said, at your best, right? At its best. Oh, damn. Never mind. Drew said, people are sick of the relationship talk because usually the only people we hear from are the Kevin Samuels types and stank women. <laughs> That's real. 
the sons of Samuels and stank women. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. That's what you know what, Drew? That's why I feel like we should talk about it. Because when the intellectuals and the academics uh, and the smart folks and the woke niggas, when they dismiss the conversation, that only leaves the sons of Samuels. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Swear. We got more comments. That's it. Kendall said, if Usher gonna do one thing, he gonna sing to your girl. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. That was, matter of fact, Darius the baby daddy, that was your mistake. You should have been at the concert. Okay. <laughs> you should have took the baby. She ain't go to the Beyonce. Ex- something. <laughs> Leave him with your mama, your auntie. That's right. Somebody. Take the baby to your mama house. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> tell her to buy ass. you a ticket because we know you ain't got no job. And I ain't mad at that. Still out. I ain't mad at you ain't having no job. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I was a stay at home whatever I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a stay at home for a little while. Okay? You gotta meet your lady at the gas station with a cookie. That's what you gotta do. Huh? Huh? And you over All here right. complaining on the internet? Nigga, you don't got no job. <laughs> you gotta learn to take care of the bag, man. Mm. What's wrong? Uh yeah, request your ticket two months in advance. <laughs> I, babe, you know what you know what I'm saying? We should go to the Usher concert. Me and you. Your girls, nah, nah, not me and your girls. Me and you, let's go have a night on the town. Mm. You can have your ass out. I can have my ass out. We can have, we can just have a great time. Four-assed couple. <laughs> but now you at home on Twitter talking about some, I feel a way because your butt out. Oh, Lord. Um, Drew said, speaking of Lizzo, if you really want to get into body, body policing, look at her versus Lady Gaga wearing floss to music award shows. Oh, I know. Man. Oh, I know. They do right. Lizzo so bad. Mm-hmm. They do magazine and team. The magazine team and I were talking about this the other day. Why hasn't Lizzo been on the cover of uh, Playboy? She is begging. <laughs> Lizzo is begging mm-hmm. to be naked on somebody's cover, and ain't nobody done it yet. That's all right. We got her. What y'all get this money at? <laughs> well, matter of fact, go to the newblueprints uh, dot uh, dot com. That's not what it is. Go to be more brown. That newprints do blueprints. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. Give me five dollars. <laughs> we wow. can make it happen. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. Or come to the In Real Life, the movie club by mm, a Dirty Magazine. Right. Any other comments? Yeah, we got we got a lot. <laughs> we got a lot. Yeah. Kendall oh, said. just texting me too. This is crazy. <laughs> Kendall said, "I think we all a little desensitized to sex at this point." Facts. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. If we all desen- do, we must follow the lady of the house's new blueprint. If we all desensitized, let's act like it. Right. Drew said the politics break down further based on body shape and size. It does. Mm-hmm. I personally does. believe friends don't let friends look a hot mess. I know well, I. Well, that now, okay. If, yeah, if you. If, no, I feel but like you got to say friends. something. You got to say not. Look, man, if I'm tacky in the streets and then Izzy uh, is tweeting about it while we at the same party, oh, I'm going to have an attitude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have an attitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if I'm out here mismatched and a lady in the house is tweeting behind my back while we out? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, Kendall said, oh, he big mad. Just like that episode of Boondocks. Yeah. Drew said. Yeah, you're going to get your real thing, too. <laughs> I mean, you just got to get over that, though. Darius could have had this conversation in private. If he was really bothered, he should have addressed it when she got home and not publicly cause an issue. Exactly. And Kendall said that part. Making a public statement, Jai Corny, that's why he getting teased. Right. See, he could have made, man, that could have been. I remember Micah said at a uh, at a concert, you know, he do the love songs and shit. He's like, I'm a great date. Mm-hmm. And I said, why? Because by the time you get in the car, she's already ready. And I was like, you know what, dog? <laughs> you got a good point there, my friend. You got a solid point. Darius could have played it that way. <laughs> she all 
uh, 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 got her ass out at the, at the Usher concert. They've been serenaded. And you got an attitude on Twitter. You better wait till that girl get home. What? <laughs> Drop the ball, man. <laughs> you dropped the ball, man. <laughs> you could have had baby number two on the way right now. And now she's looking at you different. <laughs> yeah. Now you feel to get left. Right. Boy, you about to get left. Right. <laughs> ooh, 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 you fucked it up, Darius. Uh, goodbye. Oh, you know what we need as also a radical solution? Because the dynamics between black women and black men are changing. Mm-hmm. Right. One thing that I didn't like, although we were just laughing about it a second ago, one thing that I didn't like about the Internet's response to Darius Kiki Palmer's baby daddy was that, like, he was weak because he's a stay-at-home father. He's mm. a bitch because right. he don't got no job. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if that was the majority mindset around stay-at-home mothers. Well... I don't know if you was a bitch. I don't know if you was I feel weak. it's a little different, though, but... Then again, we can't assume what their relationship is because we don't know. Exactly. Exactly. I right. just didn't, I didn't like that, like, because mm-hmm. he's taken this position in his family's life, right. now he's weak, now he's bitch, now he's less than the man. Mm-hmm. The other radical thing from this is, like, we need to be empowering these niggas who are willing to do this. Like, yeah. if the if the power dynamics is changing, if black women are making more money than black men, if black women are creating more jobs than black men, if black women are more educated than black men, then there will be a day when black women are more successful than black men. Or that day is already here, at least in the minority mindset. Niggas, you gotta know how to take that position, baby. I know we was talking about, like, in relationship conversation, I know niggas was talking about, like, women gotta, what's it called, submit? Yeah. Niggas, you better learn how to, you better read them tweets again. You better reread them threads. Baby, you better learn how to submit. That's, baby, this is Kiki Palmer. <laughs> this is Kiki Palmer we're talking about. <laughs> yes, you're going to be number two. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we should be playing them. I don't know if that should be, I don't know if that's a joke that we should be playing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What other comments we got for y'all? And pass me the lighter. Good Vibe Tribe says, good morning, y'all. Good morning, lady of the house. Got to work from the office this morning, but I'm going to catch the replay. Nice. Hey. Good morning. Sorry about the office. <laughs> right. Uh, Drew said, I don't know what's going on in their house, but if Usher's saying to my girl and she's basically caking with him in public while I'm neglected at home, I'd be upset. <laughs> I mean, I get you upset. That's why he should have been at the concert. That's or I get you upset. Well, you, hey, look, man. Home. That's awesome. You just got to wait at home, baby. <laughs> you got to make that a game. Like, oh, you're going to have your ass out at Usher? What you gonna do for me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Come on, man. Gotta be a little more smooth. Oh, but niggas don't got game. Did you hear the story of like how how they met or whatever? No. Um, she basically approached him and was like, "Oh, I like you know like drink with me type thing," and he was like, "Oh, all shy." Yeah. And yeah. But she she thought that was endearing and cute. So, I guess it grew from there. But I basically, guess. she she went after what she wanted. I so guess. I guess he's I don't know I don't I know that man not that one I don't know that man um, you don't know that man right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's funny <laughs> Akila said just hopped on and I love my Virgo sis Kiki happy happy Thursday top of the morning BMO lady of the house and BMO nights hey hey Akila, Akila. Um, <laughs> no pushback to NDRE wet <laughs> there should be a twerk fest for all that sure twerking is a part of our culture yet how we portray it isn't our control and we don't have enough grasp in it that's fair Wait, what's fair? That twerking's a part of our culture, yet how we portray it is in our control and we don't have enough grasp on it. That's true. I can hear that. Yeah. I can hear that. 
Natalie said, this is not a European issue or African for that matter. Um, Kendall said, Lady of the House blew all the male minds just now because not sexualizing women's bodies is so unfathomable to us. It is. <laughs> I, mm, 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 mm. Lady of the House, I, I wish like you could be in my brain for a day. I've said this to the magazine team. I think I said this to you before. I think I said it on the show. I'm so tired of ass. Have I said this to you before? Yeah. Everything, everything on the internet that is supposed to grab the male's attention is centered on ass. I'm not joking. If I go to my explore page right now, you would think that all I do every day is double click ass. When I promise you, I go to my explore page and I click not interested on everything that shows ass and still every other day, it's all ass. (laughs) Why? Because it's impossible somehow in the modern digital age, it's impossible to market to males without ass. (laughs) It's crazy. Um. So how am I supposed to participate in the new blueprint of non-sex of not sexualizing women's body out front when everything, everything that's pointed my way is ass? You got more comments, sweetheart. I just got. Well, my I kind of, I kind of feel like if if there's so much ass, then that should take the sexualization out of it. You know, like. I think that's just me. I don't know. Uh, Akila said, talking to Kendall, this season def- definitely has been fire as fuck. Thanks. We appreciate that. What'd you say with him? Season has been fire. Fire? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, nice. We've been, we've been going hard this season. We've been going hard. Uh, Shy says, there are still too many traditionalists to accept a man being a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. Um, Kayla said, hey, hey, Kayla. Kayla, good morning. Hey, y'all. I've been texting BMO the whole live. I couldn't stay silent any longer. <laughs> she been texting? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> That's who been texting. Yeah. Okay, okay. Akila said, as Virgos do, we go for what we want when we want when we put our soul into it. Mm-hmm. And then Kendall said, no, you don't, BMO. You do not want her in your brain. Yeah, I was thinking that. That's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be in your brain. No, I do. <laughs> I do. I do. I think... If you were there, I think if we switched uh, eyeballs <laughs> just for a second, not even a second, just for a day, I think we would understand each other even more. Is that romantic or is that weird? It, it, it could be romantic, I guess. I don't know. That kind of also feels like a Black Mirror plot, but... Oh, what? Black Mirror plot. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, it's, yeah. It should be. Right. It should be. And then Akilah says, we must find a way. All we got to do is stop. But that's a moneymaker and folks aren't trying to take that risk. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right, we gotta uh, we gotta take a quick break. It's already fifty five minutes into the show. Okay, <laughs> we have obligations. <laughs> we have obligations. We'll be right back with more. Who wake and make we be more? Make sure y'all check out. Speaking of married couples, make sure y'all check out this married couple. Um, Tashira featuring Michael Robinson's. Uh, Tone Che, we'll be right back with more. Wake and Bake with BMO. We're not going to play the whole thing. It might be another 60, 60 seconds, and we'll be right back with more of the show. We'll see y'all in a second. Baby, can we? Oh, baby, please. 
is mastering more elements of OBS. If you're on YouTube, I need you to give a like to that fade in that just happened just now, okay? <laughs> if you saw um, if you saw the fade in on Instagram or on YouTube, make sure you check that out. Uh, Micah, uh, uh, Kiki Palmer went to an Usher concert in a particular outfit and her baby daddy slash potential husband maybe got on Twitter with an attitude. This morning we have been talking about uh, the policing of women's bodies, the old blueprint of automatically sexualizing every part of women's bodies, and trying to establish a new blueprint of not automatically sexualizing women's bodies, therefore liberating the art of twerking or even clavage without the assumption that men want to fuck all the time. <laughs> um, definitely check that out. Oh, oh, uh, nah, we don't gotta play it for Michael. You can see it on Twitter. It's, it's there on Twitter if you want to check it out real fast. Uh, we had a. That's what we were talking about a second ago. We appreciate you watching Tone Che featuring Micah Robinson and Tashira. Uh, very interested in... Oh, if you are interested in seeing that, definitely go on the YouTube, T-O-N-E-C-H-E, to check that out, or on all streaming platforms where you can get that hot single. It does go well with other songs. I played it at the cookout yesterday. Oh, yeah, you did. Blended right in. Yeah. <laughs> Blended right in. Um, if you ever wonder if I'm putting my homeboys on all the time, if I got the aux, oh, I'm playing your song. Right, right, <laughs> right. I'm playing your song, like, every time. Also, I was telling you, I love when, like, people we know, their music comes up in my, yep. on my shuffle, my playlist. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Lady House be in the shower, and all of a sudden, Martian by Kramer come on. It's right. like, all right, cool. Right. <sighs> cool. Because we put our support where our mouth is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, okay. We have, of course, it is. Uh, oh damn! They cutting the grass right now. They are cutting the grass. Can they hear? It? Hold on. <laughs> A little bit. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> we live in the ghetto, y'all. Part of living in the ghetto. Uh, you remember when they were teaching us about pollution as kids, and they told us about trash, yeah, and air pollution. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember noise pollution? They didn't really talk about it. No. Hmm. They used to tell us about noise pollution. 
And when I think about environmental justice or environmental racism, mm-hmm. it's always loud over here. Yeah. Like always. Yeah. Like it's always loud. Loud cars, construction, uh, police sirens, random activity. People yelling randomly. People yelling, like fights. It's always loud over here. But when you go to rich neighborhoods, man, you go around the corner to that rich neighborhood over there. All you hear is birds. It's quiet as hell. Uh, okay. It's oh oh second topic because the lady of the house is supposed to be picking the Paul Robes and Negro of the week. Oh, you saw you saw Mike's comment though. No, what he say? He said, no Twitter, never take marital gripes to the internet. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's I... actually way whack. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like that's rule number one. Like, keep it you went house. to Twitter, nigga? Come on now. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, so the second topic we want to talk about this morning is the seemingly exodus from Twitter to Spill. And I say seemingly because I am in a, um, I'm in a, I'm in an echo chamber. Big dog, what up, man? (laughs) (laughs) I say seemingly exodus from black Twitter to spill because I'm in an echo chamber of a particular amount of black people or certain black people. And I know I'm in an echo chamber, especially when you're on Twitter, sweetheart. When you slide over to the, there's the following tab and there's the for you tab on Twitter. Oh, Lord. The For You tab is trash. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the misogyny, the misogynoir, the self-hate, the stupidity. Oh, oof. I try not to scroll on that because then I get sad. But anyway, uh, that's how I know I'm in an echo chamber. But in that echo chamber, people are leaving Twitter to go over to Spill. And on Spill, Spill is a new app that is founded by black folks. Uh, it was as a digital black space at least that's what i thought it was um as an alternative to twitter message boards type situation post your pictures post your videos uh a written version of clubhouse to a certain degree Mm -hmm. and the reason why i appreciated them before i saw this video i thought that spill was trying to create a black space digitally just like the cookout app Mm -hmm. just like there was a other black Twitter. Uh, was it called bl- like Blitter? Blitter, uh, <laughs> just like the other dozens and dozens of digital black social applications mm-hmm. um, that I thought would be new blueprints to how we interact with each other. There has only been one digital application that I have witnessed that has been a pure black space and has no interest in expanding outside of an African mind. And that has been narrative in Nubia. That is the only place that I've seen that. And I'm afraid I said that out loud just now. <laughs> I am afraid I said this out loud just now because it's going to be some fool, some white boy that see this on, uh, uh, on YouTube and be like, oh yeah, I should check that out. Ugh. But the reason why I was nominating them for the Paul Robes and Negro of the Week, I actually like this format. I should nominate things to you for the Paul Robes and Negro of the Week. I like that. We should keep doing that on Thursdays. Okay. The reason why I'm nominating Spill for the Paul Robes and Negro of the Week because I thought they were doing something loud. I thought they were doing something dangerous, which would be a divergent from the mainstream, which would be Twitter, onto our own digital space. That's what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But play the video, sweetheart. And pass me the lighter. (laughs) 
What's going on, family? My name is Fonz. I am the co-founder and CEO of Spill. On behalf of our entire team, want to welcome you to the Spillaverse. As you're getting settled, we wanted to make sure you know a few things about our guidelines here at Spill. First, we want to make abundantly clear that Spill is open to everyone. Our thesis in building the platform was that if we could build a better experience for the folks who drive the most culture, who also happen to be the same folks that often get the most hate, that it would become a better experience for everyone. As our community guidelines clearly state, we're not here for any abuse, intimidation, hate speech whatsoever from anyone towards anyone else, period. Now, here at Spill, of course, we center marginalized groups. We come from marginalized groups. But just because we are here celebrating this amazing, beautiful experience we get the opportunity to have doesn't mean we get to bully others along the way. And in fact, that's like the opposite of the very idea of why we started the platform in the first place. And we all know what happens if we go down that road. So please treat your fellow spillionaires uh, with kindness and respect. And if someone or something's not your cup of tea, just use the report feature responsibly and also the block feature, customize your my brew and have it your way. We thank you for rocking with us as we go along this journey. More soon. Right. Yeah, we shouldn't bully and intimidate other people. Yeah, that's true. But it's the same feeling I had. It's the second Paul Ropes and Negro of the Week nominee that I've had this feeling about. When T.D. Jakes partners with Wells Fargo and says he wants to build a community for our people, and then the second sentence of that statement is, and then expand and include, oh, sorry, but not then, and also include other people so that we can expand and grow. I get nervous. And maybe, and maybe that's the racelessness versus the pro-black fighting each other. Mm -hmm. But I get nervous when I hear that we want to create a safe space for ourselves but then also include other people for the expansion of the product because that sounds like capitalism for capitalism's sake and not capitalism for culture making and memory making sake. Right. And it makes me sad because I feel like that's the thing that also destroys these social applications that also destroys these attempts to have in these black safe spaces is that the, the impulse to open it up to everyone else immediately to drive capitalistic functions or to drive uh, currency functions. It feels like it just, mm. watching this documentary yesterday on SNCC, because yeah. I watch a lot of YouTube, and <clears throat> the first CEO to run SNCC under Nickelodeon used to use these three minute and five minute segments between shows to show other cartoons or to show original Nickelodeon skits. Uh, some of those things would come on to be bigger shows. Some of those things would come on to be sources of nostalgia for us that are just so rich, like Cow and Chicken. That's Cartoon Network, but uh, uh, like the Orange Couch, right? Yeah. Or the Splat or mm -hmm. 
our real monsters like all these things started off as smaller things that happened in between shows but then the later CEOs would come on towards the end of SNCC which is Saturday Night Nick and the thing that would destroy the network would be they would take those same three to five minutes and fill them with all advertisements meaning that I'm saying that at one point a creator was filling space with more creativity and at another point in that same timeline a creator was filling space with opportunities to make more capital Mm -hmm. does it matter that the commercials were for Nickelodeon products no does it matter that the commercials were for Nickelodeon toys no the problem is we substituted creativity Mm -hmm. for commerce Right. And that's the thing that makes me nervous about Spill. It's been four days since I've been on Spill, and I'm already seeing tweets, although ironic, although playful, saying that this is the end of Spill. Today, Threads drops. Threads, you don't need no invite code. It don't seem like it's a special clubhouse of people to get into, um, to get into Spill. Mm-hmm. Threads already comes with your Instagram. It's already like the Twitter of your Instagram. Niggas already post their Twitters on the Instagram, and Instagram's on the Twitter anyway, so it makes sense why Meta is doing this situation. But uh, for those four days when I was on Spill, I just knew that we were going to have a space that was going to be for us in a more cultural space. I love narrative and Nubia, but it is more academic and intellectual based. I thought we'd have a playful space. Yeah. I saw a Twitter thread a couple couple days ago where it was like there's a black version of or is a white version of every black meme there's a black meme of every white meme loved it mm-hmm. loved the playful segregation I thought we'd be back in 1962 in the digital world but it seems like that's not what we want damn damn and that makes me sad mm-hmm. that's my sad robes and negro the week <laughs> we all I, ooh, I thought it was it a couple weeks ago we had a show called can we live without whiteness can we live without white people and in that show we actually talked about how td jakes is building these communities with wells fargo's and how these communities could be the new blueprint for how we can reach a new level of sustainable liberation uh, on Tuesday, I believe we were just on the burning question. We were just talking about how we could create a currency that would circulate within itself, but still be uh, um, resourceful or or still have value to the American currency itself without yeah. submitting to Fed now. Mm-hmm. And I thought between Tuesday and when I saw this video Wednesday night, I thought we had that space, but alas, <laughs> another dream gone by. But I'll be on spill. It'll be a good time. It's fun. It's fun. Um, Yeah. Mm. So, I guess, sweetheart, those are my nominees for the Paul (laughs) Robeson Negro of the Week. It's either ass and titties or spill. What you got? Well, I don't want to go with spill now, so (laughs) go ass and titties. So, this week's Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award goes to the now desexualized <laughs> ass and titties. We appreciate you, Janelle Monet. We appreciate you, uh, the bottom of Beyonce's butt. We appreciate Tracy Ellis Ross. We appreciate, oh, what's my girl? If Kayla is still here, what's my, Sarah Bartman? Yeah. We appreciate you, Sarah Bartman, for making the sacrifices that needed to be made so that the liberation of the black woman's body could come. I have noticed. What about Kiki Palmer? 
Oh, and Kiki Palmer, my bad. And Kiki Palmer, and low-key your baby daddy for setting the line. You know what I mean? <laughs> we know where the line is. The line is on Twitter. <laughs> uh, uh, did I forget anybody else? Did I show somebody else? Uh, no. Even India are to a certain degree. We appreciate you individuals for doing the work of either sacrificing your bodies or sacrificing the foolishness of your ideologies out loud so that we can establish this new blueprint at the, at the very base of this conversation at the very base of this ascetic conversation is the fact that we have to learn how not to view the body parts of women's as body women's. We have to learn how to view the body parts of women as not sexual objects. And I know for women, that's probably easier. And I know for uh, queer men and queer people, that's probably easier. But for my straight fellas, I know that's a lot of unlearning. I know it. I know it. Because you learn how to look at ass from your father, right? That's what? where you learned it. I'm just telling you the truth. I don't know if I'm not supposed to spill these secrets. Am I saying something wrong? I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know this information. Yeah, you learn how to you learn how to appreciate a woman's body from those who are appreciating women's bodies around you. What you don't learn is discernment on when is it appropriate to appreciate a woman's body and when is and when is it appropriate to accept it as a sexual invitation. Mm. Mm. Never thought I said this, but thank you, Ass and Titties. We appreciate you. You know what time it is, though, sweetheart. We got any comments before I, before we go on to the next segment? We got any comments? Um, Micah said, foundation of the issue I do agree with. My explanation is a little long for the comments, though. I'll try. Uh, second thought, no, I won't. Partial expression on the interwebs ain't <laughs> <laughs> Very true. And you know what I realized? So, Give me which realization, because you ain't toxic. No, I was, I was something about the comments on YouTube. So I had it pulled up on my phone and like some of them were deleted, but I can see them on OBS. Yeah. Who deleted them? Probably YouTube. Wow. Cause it's like one of them was, um, niggas don't have game, but I didn't see that on YouTube. It's the niggas. Right. Exactly. And then the bots and AIU sex to sell sexualizing women is part of capitalism. That didn't show up either. Oh, right. And interesting. Ass never gets old. That didn't show up. This one either. Nah, folks be coming up with asses every day in the lab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a segment. I think there's a uh, a sensitive leg language thing that's automatically ticked on my mm. YouTube. I have to take that off so niggas can go ahead and just let it rip. I don't okay. mind. Okay. And then Drew said, you can't discriminate against non-black people. <laughs> Very true. And then he also said, I had, an, I, I had an idea for a black community that used its own cryptocurrency to keep money within its own economy, but I still need to write out the logistics of how it will work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all we got. That's all the comments we got? Oh, you know what that's time That's all I can see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time for the burning question for the road. Just been a long show today. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by Sweetheart. Sweetheart. Mm. What you got for me? Hmm. What was the what was the first thing we talked about? Nasty did it. Oh, right. And then spill. Okay. Well, we also had the Jill Scott um, 
anthem at the beginning, which I think I might just play from here on out. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Okay, this is my this is my burning question. Mm-hmm. Why was Jill Scott not the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week? Oh damn, she should have been nominated. <laughs> oh, oh, she's oh she ah she's only she's not only the. Jill Scott only. She's not the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week because I didn't think about it at the time when I was giving you the nominations. That's all. Okay. okay. Oversight. Okay, well, would you like to say a couple words on her performance? Uh, I didn't really look into it, but when I was uh, when I was researching the video this morning, there is not a video of Jill Scott singing the national anthem outright. Really? No. Uh, and and I saw a video. I didn't click the video nor watch the video, so I could be spewing a straight lie. But I saw a video where the beginning of this performance starts with her saying, I haven't performed the national anthem since I was like 15 years old. Wow. Or something like that, I think. I'm going to have to go back and rewind to the beginning of the tape to figure out what it is she said exactly. But um, this performance was so haunting Mm-hmm. Um, because it wasn't, it wasn't the national anthem on so many levels. Right. Lyrically, it wasn't the national anthem. Some of the, uh, some of the notes that she chose mm-hmm. are not the national anthem. It sounds darker and more blue. Yeah. Uh, which is an intentional choice. Um, and I don't think it's the same amount of words either. I don't think it goes in the same. I think it's abbreviated as well. But man, yeah. that joint is striking. Mm-hmm. Jill Scott's national anthem is striking. And I hope it's one of those recordings that floats through time. Because right now, it's the, the official Essence video is the one that we watched this morning. And it looks like a cell phone. Right, that's the official video. That's the video that Essence put out, and looks like cell phone coverage. Right. So if that's the case, it falls into a tradition that uh, some of these audio sonic moments that we have recorded in our in our cultural history are not official recordings. They will not be sold on iTunes. They will mm-hmm. not be on CD per se. They were. I mean, in studio in that way, but they were recorded and maybe we can experience them in different mediums, but like, whoo, right. I hope that's one of those things that like sticks around, mm-hmm. um, to the point that maybe one day the big three or, uh, sports that come on Tyler Perry's BET, somebody's HBCU football program, somebody's viral video includes them singing that instead of the national anthem. So it'll then be reverberated. I think that would be fantastic. I thought it was beautiful. And it's Jill Scott. Yeah. The same Jill Scott that was in the White House. Right. But Jill Scott from Philadelphia. Jill Scott is a black woman from Philly. And if you know black women from Philly, oh, it ain't soft. It ain't all soft over here. I got something to say. And I'm from Philly. So we've been had something to say. Mm-hmm. They declared liberty in Philly with slaves in it. Some of them people still live there. No, no, no. The speech that uh, 
Frederick Douglass gave in front of all of them white folks about what is it, uh, what is Fourth of July to a slave, mm -hmm. was in Philadelphia. Mm. We don't play that. It ain't soft over here. I'm from Philly. Anyway, I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was beautiful. Um, we got any comments? If not, we are. Um. Oh, we got Ken on Instagram. Ken, what's popping? Hey. Hi. Hi, Ken. Thanks for the lovely time. <laughs> Had a great Man. time. You got the lady of the house fucked up. I was. <laughs> Lord have mercy. No good. No good. We can only spend 20 minutes at the next barbecue. Yeah. That's how much, that's how much fun we had. <laughs> we had so much fun. <laughs> we could only spend 20 minutes at the following I had barbecue. To go. <laughs> um, Cam Little says, good question, lady of the house. I just knew it was going to be Jill. Um, oh, somebody already. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, just the second week in a row, we just picked the wrong Paul Robeson Negro of the week. <laughs> Fuck. Drew said, Jordan Peele needs to use that national anthem in a future horror movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And Cam Little says, Essence Engineering was terrible the whole entire weekend. We couldn't hear the artist the entire time. That's Damn. trash. That is trash. As much money as I got. Mm. That's crazy. They can get a good sound crew. Well, another conversation for another day. Because niggas also still don't got money. In essence, is back at black home. You said they're black home. They're, they're black, black, black home. Yeah. So maybe they did cut some corners. That wouldn't surprise me. Anyway, uh, speaking of not speaking of cutting corners, I tell you who's not cutting corners. This black boy joy. <laughs> All right. Before we go, we're going to leave you with Detroit Rivers, black boy joy, our ending song. Make sure y'all go check that out on SoundCloud. Black boy joy by my man, Detroit Rivers. It's always been good talking to y'all. It's been another great week on Wake and Bake with BMO. Catch the instant replay on Twitter, on YouTube, uh, on Facebook. If you're there, if you got to go there, I suggest that you don't, to be honest <laughs> with you. But you can always catch the, the podcast right here on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Lady of the house. Yeah, good morning. Yeah. All right, for sure. Yeah, it was a good morning. Like my rugby. Like when I put my arms up, I look stripping. <laughs> stripping. <laughs> the lady of the house said the new blueprint is to desexualize the female body. Mm. Have women known that this whole time? Yes. <laughs> we'll see y'all on Tuesday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't let this feeling slip away. Oh, it's city, yeah, happy feelings. Breaking Beverly, you may don't, don't be amazed. Find yourself, learn your joys and pain. Live your voice and sing. The sounds of your heart, don't you worry about a thing. And don't forget your lyrics. This is a reminder of joy. Every time you hear it, just know that you're joy. Now you can wear it. Contagious, won't you share it? Let love lose, don't fear it. Just that black boy joy. Black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain. And black boy joy, say it again. One more time, get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. And black boy joy through all the pain. And black boy joy, say it again.
where I was raised. Black boys was being destroyed. I grew up a black boy, they had stole my joy. Nobody put on my neck, so I do it for Floyd. Do it for Tamir Rice and for the underemployed. For the ones that gave back, communicated, deployed. I wanna give you a rope so that you can abort. I wanna give you a hope so that you can avoid having to be a black man without no black boy joy. So get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. One more time, get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. For us, it's easier to go to jail than to go to college. Rather us be entertainers than be getting knowledge. They fund their own genocide. The word is power. Killing niggas in every song. I think it's coward. Easier to act tough when you and down because the world incriminates us. Cause we and down. Are we afraid of our own kind? And it's really wild. I think they got us backwards, but I figured out. It's easier to fit in than it is to stand out. So I'm black boy joy when I'm cruising around. And I'm black boy joy. Joy fresh hitting the town, and I'm black boy joy dancing clean in the house, and I'm black boy joy when, when I, I go, go for a hike. Been black boy joy since I was riding a bike. My son black boy joy, and that's crazy to me. I was miserable growing up, I really hated it, G. But the world is much bigger than I was able to see. So get this black boy joy up on your brain. This black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy get up again, and black boy joy through all the pain, and black boy joy say it again one more time. Get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy give you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy, do all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. Smile.